Welcome to the ParentLine Podcast, where we discuss the joys and challenges of modern parenting and explore how we as parents can give our children the best start in life. Welcome to another Parent Line podcast and today I have a very special guest. I'm really excited about it. Uh, BBC radio presenter and writer Kerry McLean. Kerry, welcome to the Parent Line podcast. Hello, thank you very much for having me today. I'm very excited as well. I know, honestly, I think it's brilliant that you've taken the time to come because you're also a Parent Line ambassador, which is fantastic. Um, so today's topic is actually about working mums and how to juggle the work-life uh, balance. Um, I'm pretty bad at it at the moment. So um, so for our listeners and stuff, could you maybe tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. Well, I am uh, the wrong side of 40, or maybe the right side of 40. <laughs> it's the right Who knows? side, yes, the, right the right side. side of 40. I have got three kids at home and they range from 13 down to three. So quite big sort of varied gap there. Yeah. Quite a lot of different needs then coming from uh-huh. one end of the spectrum to the other. Yeah. And I also work uh, four days a week at Radio Ulster. I do my own show there in the afternoons. Yeah. And I do various uh, newspaper columns yes. and different bits and pieces for the Belfast Telegraph and different people. So yeah, life is very busy as a mum and as a working woman as well. Yeah. Um, what have been the sort of the challenges for you um, trying to get that work-life balance, especially since you have such a, from 13 to, to a three-year-old? They're huge challenges. I mean, you were saying that you find it hard to find that balance yeah. somewhere. Well, I have yet to meet somebody who really has managed to put a big tick against it and say yes I do that completely We've fantastically got it. <laughs> <Yes>. perfect <laughs> I've got that sussed I mean the first thing the one that hangs over my head all the time is guilt yeah I think as a working mum and I know that my mum who was also a working mum experienced this whenever uh, she was out in the workplace it's that guilt that you feel like you're letting not just your kids uh, down, uh, not just your family down, but your workplace down, everybody who's mm-hmm. ever met you down, that you are failing at everything. You're not quite yeah. getting anything completely correct. And I think working mums put a lot of pressure on themselves to try and be everything to everyone. And none of us can do that. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. But I think what we end up doing is... Um, trying too much to to make ourselves be available for everybody. So instead of thinking to yourself, right, it's okay to say no at this point and it's okay to say I'm unable to do that, you say, oh, yes, of course I can do that because you feel too guilty to say no and you end up running yourself ragged. So how, how do you achieve your work-life balance then if you have all that guilt that, that you're feeling in terms of going to work and also looking after your children? Well, it took me a couple of years of trying to be everything to everyone before I suddenly thought to myself, I can't do it. I was yeah. leaving myself almost sick with exhaustion all the time. Yeah. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. So I try and prioritise. So if there are things that I'm doing with the kids that I really, really want to do, then I, they go to the top of the list that okay. week. And yeah. I, I am a great believer in lists. Yes. I have lists for all sorts <laughs> of things. I have diaries on the go. Uh-huh. I try to be as organised as I possibly can because that's the only way that I can try and navigate my mm-hmm. way through. But I have also learned that 
it's okay that the kids will recover if I say to them, well, I know you want me to take you to the beach today, but I have to go to work. They're not going to remember that. They're not yeah. going to hold that against me in life and having to go and seek professional help to overcome that one day <laughs> yeah. when I couldn't do something that they wanted to do. Yeah. But in the same, at the same time, uh, there are times when work would say to me, could you do this extra thing? Could you be here? And I will say to them, well, actually, no, my child has a sports day today, so I'm taking that mm-hmm. morning off. Okay. So I have learned just to be more bullshit, quite frankly, yeah. about yeah. saying, actually, no, this is what I want to try and do at this moment in time. It doesn't always work, but yeah. that's what I try to do okay. when I can is to is to know my own mind and yeah. to know my own priorities okay. and to vocalize them. I think that's the thing is mm. that lots of mums don't, we we are reluctant to speak out and to say when we can and can't handle things. Um, you were talking there about um, feeling guilty and obviously I feel guilty a lot of the time as well and I'm sure a lot of working mums do. But when I do have free time, if there's ever any free mm. time, um, how do you balance then getting some time for yourself and also making sure your kids are okay and then work. I mean, sometimes there's blurred lines. How do you separate those or do you? Do you see the smile on my face whenever you said about <laughs> how do you get time for yourself? I kind of don't. Listen, like most working mums, the time for myself thing, definitely. I talked about keeping lists. That comes yes. right down at the bottom of my list. Okay. I think it's been about four months since I had my hair cut. I've been trying to go to the doctors now, I think, for about three months, and I've never quite managed to get an appointment uh-huh. on, which I know is awful, which is terrible. Because we we do need to look after ourselves. You do for your own mental health. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure you've got a little bit of me time. Yeah. But I think like most mums, that, that doesn't happen. Because whenever I'm home, if the kids are asleep, if I finished my work, and quite often I would work into the small hours at home doing yeah. writing and things. Um, but if I do have that time where I think I've got absolutely nothing to do right mm-hmm. now, which is a rare thing, then immediately in my head I'm thinking, well, the bathroom could do with a clean, couldn't it? And what yeah. if somebody comes around and sees my house sitting the way it is at the minute? And do I need to iron something? Do I need to dust? And it's hard to kind of say to yourself, no, actually, just sit in the sofa, get a cup of tea and a biscuit and enjoy a bit of TV. Again, that guilt would probably come in that you think, oh, I should be doing something. I should be doing something. That is a big thing I think that most working mums and working parents have is that you think I should be looking after something else. I should be tackling something. Do you think it is society that puts the pressure on working mums and working parents or do you think it's us or has social media got something to do with it? I think yes to all of that, yeah. unfortunately. I think that the images we're presented with of working mums quite often in the media are working mums who have managed to have it all. You know, these CEOs yeah. of particular companies who have nine children at home and glorious, perfect houses. Well, yeah, I could have glorious, perfect house and be a, a CEO of a company, A, if I had any ability in maths, which I don't, <laughs> or indeed business, but also if I had a team of staff at home to, yeah. you know, look after my kids and run my house. Well, I don't have any of that, you know. Um, so I think we need to be practical and realistic about what we can manage in our own time. I think also what happens here is in Northern Ireland, we do tend to have an older attitude in our local communities about 
the role of women mm-hmm. in families. So I feel a lot of pressure to keep my house looking good in case, you know, relatives call round or or the minister or <laughs> teachers or anybody like that. If somebody's coming around to my house, I want them to walk in and go, oh, she keeps a good house. Look at her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think we put, we have a lot of pressure coming through from our families, from friends, from other people that we maybe go to their house and it's sitting like a pin, but maybe they don't work or maybe they work part time or, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be really realistic about what you can achieve in your own life in your own time and then yeah you've got social media where you you go on and you know in that rare times whenever you are sitting scrolling through maybe on on twitter or on instagram or something and you see these perfect mums and perfect makeup and not a wrinkle in sight well there's a lot that filters can do and they may have a picture of them looking gorgeous in their kitchen but possibly if you turn the camera around the other way you may find the kids (laughs) wrecking and tearing the house apart and you know paint on the walls or whatever you just have to you just have to take the pressure off yourself when you can. I mean, I've been guilty of that. Um, I have in the past followed a few mums um, on yeah. Instagram and their feed is off these beautiful, perfect houses. And it got to the stage where I felt it was having a, a negative impact on me. So I stopped following them. Um, w- would you recommend that people unfollow some if they think it's having an impact on them if if you think it's having an impact on you absolutely don't look at it you know yeah. or the alternative to that is to go on to the, some of the they call themselves slummy mummies you know oh, I didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> the realistic bloggers the realistic yes. instagrammers who you know will show photographs of them you know sitting with T-shirts on with spaghetti stains or baby sick on their shoulder, you know, half a face. Yeah, half a face of makeup. There was a a woman I was on. I was spotted the other day and she had put up a picture of herself at the end of a working day to say, I've only just realized that I put makeup on one of my eyes and then was distracted. (laughs) I forgot to do the other. She didn't have a chance at work to see herself in a mirror. So I'd run around the whole day with one beautifully made up eye and the other one with nothing on it. And and no other person. And nobody had said to her, you know, I've done that actually when I've got into work and realize I've got two different entirely different shoes on you know (laughs) things that know that other mums are a bit of a mess as well so if if it is annoying you that kind of vision of perfection Mm -hmm. then don't look at it and I know that's easier said than done because there's something it's like um sometimes we we push ourselves to look at things in some sort of, I don't know, punishment, is it? I don't know. It's, it's like, I a, know. It's like, it's like we this? want to heap the guilt, more guilt <laughs> onto ourselves. I've no idea why we do that, but, but I think all parents do, especially mums. Yeah. T- I mean, I know that there are a lot of sacrifices that, that mums make, especially if they, they want to go back to work. And either they want to go back to work because they need to work yeah. or they want to go back to work for, for themselves and, and to make a career. Do you think children are disadvantaged because parents go to work? I don't think so in the slightest. I really, truly don't. And I'm saying that as somebody who was raised by somebody who worked full time. My mum worked full time. She also somehow managed to study full time. Where'd she get the time? (laughs) She magic those hours out of the day. Um... And I think I only ever benefited from that. I mean, I remember my overriding memory of my mum working whenever I was a kid was being incredibly proud of her mm-hmm. and thinking that she has achieved a lot and she is working to achieve more. Yeah. And I think that uh, whenever I look at my own kids, I think I hope 
I hope that their reaction to me is the same way, you know. Mm -hmm. I do think that working mums have a problem in that we don't know when to draw a line under work. Yeah. I think we've got a big problem in that we're very conscious that we are working mums. We're very conscious that there are times where we need to say to at work, I'm sorry, I need to take time to do yeah. A, B or C. Mm -hmm. But then what we do is we more than make up for it. Yeah, because we feel guilty about it. Because we feel guilty, exactly. So, I mean, I'm only meant to be working in my main job four days in yeah. a week. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I am on social media, which is a big part of my job, 24-7 yeah. more or less. I'm sitting writing out things or finding ideas or doing stuff, mm -hmm. maybe at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And it's so that I don't feel like I'm given half of what I can to my work. So I don't want anybody saying, oh, well, you know, she's a working mum. And so she, you know, she doesn't put in the hours. And I think a lot of mums are really conscious of that. And I think... A lot of mums who I know who are part-time workers work full-time. It's yes. just that they do a lot of those hours from home. Yeah, I mean, I would have to agree because even in a full-time job as a working mum, I'm forever thinking to, when I'm travelling to work, when I'm travelling home from work in the evenings, checking emails and coming up with ideas. And it it is that sort of, I don't want anyone to think that I have a problem, exactly. you know, just because I'm a working mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I know I've sent you emails at nighttime and you've replied to me I know. at nighttime. <laughs> and you think this is so wrong. We should both, you know, at this stage have lifted our phones and put them away. Or if we're on, we should be looking at, you know, things like on dresses. Instagram or dresses. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be sitting going through work, but we yeah, are. I know, I know. Um, if you could give your past self some advice in terms of being a working mum, what would it be, Kerry? I, whenever I first had my kids and I went back to work uh, initially three days in the week, I was struggling a lot because even though I had those two days off, like we were just talking about, mm -hmm. I was working those other two days at home. Of course. And yeah. I was really struggling. And then my mum, Sage and Fountain of All Wisdom, said to me, you have to always hold in your head that you are working to live, not living to work. And that was when I thought to myself, I have to prioritize in my head mm -hmm. the bits and pieces that I can do and that I can do without struggling and without stressing and without leaving myself ill. And I have to be happy to accept the fact that there are bits that will fall away that I can't do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would have said to myself as a young mum, uh, somebody who was starting out trying to handle all that was, you will never manage all of it 100%. And that's OK. Yeah, I think that is fantastic advice because the that's OK. Yeah. And good is good enough. Yeah. Is very important. Um, if you had the power um, to change one thing in the workplace for working mums, if you were Wonder Woman, <laughs> which you are actually, uh, what would you change? I would bring a bit more... Well, flexibility for yeah. working mums. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very lucky that I have an employer who's very good, who's very flexible and who uh, tries to bend over backwards to help yeah. working mums. So I'm very lucky. Mm -hmm. I have other friends who are not so lucky. You know, other people who were given maybe six weeks maternity leave and then oh. under a lot of pressure to come back. Mm -hmm. um, people who were told, well, if you want to be in this job, you know, it's not an option to take time off to 
take kids to doctor's appointments or to go to school plays, this kind of thing, because it would be seen as a bad option for your career. So I think a bit of a bit of flexibility, yeah, a bit of understanding as well, and even a bit of forward thinking, a bit of realization that, you know, we are of course raising our kids because we love them and we want mm-hmm. to be parents but at some stage they're going to be the taxpayers they're yes. going to be people paying yeah. into society and I think a bit of recognition for mums in that respect mm-hmm. wouldn't go amiss that's great um, Carrie to finish I actually thought it would be really helpful for all the working mums listening if we could sort of share some of the sort of top tips for them um, so I thought I would start if that's okay Excellent. and I guess the first one I would say to working mums is to phone parent line if they are stressed because we have parent support officers that can help them with any issue that they're dealing with even if parents just want to phone and scream down the phone they're very willing to listen what about you have you got some top tips as well well I love that one and the one thing I would say is remember you're never in a position that 101 parents haven't been in before so if you do need to phone and to scream we have all done that I remember going upstairs to the bedroom and closing the door and getting a pillow and literally screaming in for a second or two whenever I had two small toddlers at home and then coming back downstairs again so yes phone make sure I lift up the phone and call I guess one of the other things that I um, would like to say to working mums is there are trade-offs you know that that you do have to say no uh, to things a bit like what you were explaining earlier on would you agree with that absolutely and there are times when you can think to yourself right I will put my family first here and then I know that next week I'll put in a few more hours at work and then Mm. you can maybe even up that guilt a bit about you know where you're spending your time and what you're dedicating your time to most and know that Everybody has had to make those decisions yeah. at some stage. You're not you're not on your own. And most of the people in your work have probably been in the same position at some stage or another. So they know where you're coming from, too. I also think um, what I would like to share with working mums is not to use the I should. Because, again, that brings in the issue of guilt. I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And it means that it sort of undermines the decisions that you have made. You know, be accepting of the decisions that you've made and don't worry about all the other things. Exactly. Nobody, there's no one set plan that everybody in life Mm -hmm. should be following. Mm -hmm. So just follow your own instincts as much as you can and try to realize whenever that big old monster of guilt is sitting on your Mm -hmm. shoulder and whispering in your ear about things you should and could uh, have done you know just be easy be gentle on yourself would be my main point be gentle to yourself and and try to be kind in the same way that if somebody came to you and said, look, these are my stresses, these are my concerns at the moment. If those are the stresses and concerns in your own head, you know what advice you would give to other people. Mm-hmm. So try and be as equally kind to yourself. Yeah, that's a, that's a good tip. And um, One of the other things is about raising the bar too high. I think we do that. And again, it brings in the issue of social media, that we're looking at pictures that aren't real life. So good enough is good enough. Wouldn't you agree? Good enough is a great place to aim for. Yeah. And you see, even if you don't make to good enough, if you just are kind of, you know, slightly failing, it's still better than completely failing. <laughs> you know, always try to look at everything with a positive mindset and yeah. think, you know, this could be so much worse if, 
you know, and then try and take the positive from it. Yeah. And one of the other um, things that I have realized, and I've actually stopped doing it now, is when I was with the, the children, that I would have been on social media or I would have been trying to watch something on TV or I would have only been half listening to them because I was doing the dishes or cleaning up. I guess it's about not diluting your time when you have got uh, time with your children. Absolutely. And that's not taken away from the fact that sometimes if you need a bit of me time, you might want to escape into a room and lift your phone and watch a wee half hour comedy or something. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely grand. But it is the thing where whenever you do get a chance to make memories with your kids, I think that's the thing that you will always regret if you don't take time to just sit back and listen and watch Mm -hmm. and have those times that in the years to come, because we both know how quickly they go up. Oh, they do. You know, in those years to come, those are the times where you'll think, yep, do you know what? I've done quite a lot right. Yeah. You know, when you think back on those special memories, days that maybe don't cost a lot, that aren't massively important, you know, just going for a picnic in the forest or, Mm -hmm. you know, taking teddy bears out for a walk on the beach. Mm -hmm. Those little times are the ones where at the end of the day, when you are stressed and concerned about how things are going at work and stuff, you can think, well, you know, I've got this bit sorted at least. Yeah. And I guess one of the the sort of last tips that I would probably want to share is about trying to find me time for for working mums and working parents. It is difficult. And don't be afraid. If you are lucky enough to have a network of friends, Mm -hmm. other mums, I mean, I think a lot of us make friends at the school gates. Yes. Try and set up maybe even the odd... Uh, play date mm-hmm. where you do it in return for each other so that you do have time to go and get your hair cut or your hair coloured or go to the doctors or go to the doctors <laughs> exactly those things that you know yeah you should be able to find a little bit of time for you know or even just going for a walk on your own how blissful is that or coffee and cake coffee and cake yes <laughs> or even just cake <laughs> But if you're able to have family or friends that you can swap about with and arrange your time just to get a half hour here or an Mm -hmm. hour there, then that's definitely worth putting the effort into trying to organise that. Well, Kerry, it has been absolutely delightful to have you here. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank Thank you for having me in with you. It's been a real delight, real pleasure to have a chat. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching and listening to another Parent Line podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And we'll see you again soon. Bye.